Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Defense! Defense! All the hard work, let's go! College football today. Back on college football today. 12 o'clock games are underway. One game we did not cover. South Carolina on the road in Oxford against Ole Miss. I love Ole Miss here. It's an even spread. I think it's high scoring, but I think... That wide receiver core attacks South Carolina uh, right now. <laughs> I like what I've seen from this uh, Mississippi team. And they get word they're, they're starting to ease up with the sanctions right now. The recruits can start coming back. When can they? When can they play in the postseason again? Next year. Next year. I, you know, I think this program's going in the right direction mm-hmm. right now. They have so much talent. Yeah, they have coaching stability. Uh, yeah. Matt Luke now back for a second season, year three in 2019. I think they're heading in the right direction. I like Ole Miss as well. I'll tell you why. South Carolina. Three straight home games, now head on the road. I think this matters to Ole Miss. I think every game going forward will matter. No postseason. Exactly. Uh, so the regular season is especially exactly. important. You talk about intangibles all the time and ask, well, does this matter? Does that matter? Yeah. Teams that aren't going, that can't go to a bowl game, as you stated, each, each and every Saturday is their bowl game. They cherish those games. They covet those games a little more because they know it's ending on uh, November 24th. Yeah, we're going back your buddy Bowden with Auburn years ago. Yeah. Remember, they were so motivated by that. Hey, speaking, they, of, they Terry, go. speaking of Terry in South Carolina, how about uh, the Gamecocks and the Zips playing December 1st? Yes, I saw that. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. That's a great— that's a I great, love that. I let the December 1st championship Saturday. More football on December yeah. 1st. That's awesome. They, they replaced Marshall with Akron. Now, I saw it quick. It came on a, a lower third for ESPN, but— the game is at South Carolina, right? I would assume. Good question, yeah, but I would assume I, so. I think the game, if I'm not mistaken. You know, it's one more opportunity to kind of uh, review yes. and scout these guys before the postseason. And lost the game with Nebraska. Yes, because so, of the weather. Right. Yeah, I so believe that. guys, we're in a stretch right now where the next like 30 plus days or 30 plus, et cetera. There's going to be football on every day. Yes. Yeah, that's great. Like yeah. Football on every night. Sunbelt you know, taking you know, care of us NFL, on Tuesdays. Night football, Tuesday, Mac yeah. game, Wednesday, Mac game, Thursday, college games, Friday, college. Every night. There's you know what the great on. thing about it is for, for f- people who are not hardcore college fans the way we are, you know, on Tuesday or Wednesday, you get to watch Tyree Jackson at Buffalo. Yeah, that was a great game against I mean, Gus like, Raglan. Like, you know, you get that to was see, a great matchup. You get to see a Gus Raglan. You get to see, you know, the Kent State, Jim Jones, a linebacker of Kent Central State. Central Florida. Yeah, exactly. M- McKenzie against, uh, or uh, you know what, Anthony Russo of Temple. Yes. We told, we were texting about yeah. this yesterday. New the tile. kid from Temple looks like a big-time quarterback. He took over from Newtile, who was banged yeah. up, and he is a calm collector. They put up 690 yards. All-time record total, for Temple. Total offense. Both teams did over 600. I mean, his pocket presence, his ability yeah. to feel the rush, and he's only a sophomore. So Temple I mean, has a bright future on offense. You, you, and Brian not, as well impressed me at the wide receiver position. Central, yeah. yeah. This he's, is great. We've Armstead got, uh, a got our, our boy Drewzilla. He's actually on the back of the bus uh, right now. Oh, good. Coming through, I guess, the... Uh, the Back of the bus? Like what? Like yeah, like the, the Holland Dragon? Tunnel, the Lincoln Tunnel. Coming back for the sports book. Oh. So he went, he went to the sports book. He's, he's watching a show on his phone right now on a oh. bus nice. in New York City. That is dedication. Yes, yeah, so we got viewers in buses right now and basements, have a condos. huge contingency around the tri-state area. I mean, you're in Buffalo. so I mean, You're in Toronto, Buffalo, that area. Yeah, uh, you know what? New, New York has always been a bigger state uh, for us, actually. We've seen our demographic. New York, Nevada, Illinois, California have been our bigger, bigger states that's, over the years. That's great. So we got a huge, huge Pac-12 battle between Cal, Washington State. Cal dominated this matchup last year in Berkeley, but Gardner Minshew, the stash, they're and rocking I, it in Pullman later tonight. He's got to be the coolest dude on campus. Oh, I know the quarterback usually is, but a lot of times the quarterback's just some goofy-looking jock kid. Like, yeah, Minshew walks around like, he looks Who like bad. He's like my something. I was knocking this back in week one. Minshew, right. East Carolina cast-off now. He's a damn folk hero. Well, there, there's a lot he has of, folk hero status yeah. on the Palouse. There's a lot of people in Miss State that are upset that they allowed him to go to Washington State and kept Nick Fitzgerald. There's a lot of rumblings. What do you mean? He's a Mississippi kid, Minshew. Ah, and okay. he got out of state 
And there's been now, uh, you know, a was lot he of heavily them, recruited coming out of he high school? Was he, he wasn't, and they, he, Nick Fitzgerald was. And looking at the progression on Twitter, there's a huge contingency that backs the Bulldogs. That every week that Gardner Minshew steps up, they put Nick Fitzgerald's. You know why uh, that is? Yeah, what, what, That's all what about, about Dan you, Mullen. Yeah, it's about Dan, Dan Mullen needs a mobile quarterback. That's yeah. not what Minshew brings. He's more of a exactly post-style state. quarterback. These yeah. guys are crying about it. Were they crying about it when they had Dak Prescott? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just yeah. saying it, it, it's just— Like you said, you know, that's you his quarterbacks. He doesn't want a pocket passer. But Nick Fitzgerald, I mean, as good as he's been in big games at home, a very inconsistent passer. Yeah. He's only completing 47%. He's never a great passer. No. no but you but can, don't, don't you think that Nick Fitzgerald— You can make 50%, at least good. 50%. Yeah, but everybody came in like and pretty much— underestimated how difficult it is, even for Moorhead coming in here. Oh, Moorhead did a great job, Penn State. He wasn't the head coach. It's different. You know, you, Fitz, the poor kid, was with Mullen. He'd have a better year right now if Mullen was still there. I was actually, I, I've been betting against Mississippi State a lot this year because I thought it was underestimated. Guys, Mullen's that good. He's that good on oh, no, Moorhead's offense. And, you know, they've been overvalued. And here we are now, late in the season, they're still overvalued. It's 24 points today, 23 and a half points. Love Louisiana Tech. You have to take Mississippi State at home, not on the road, and they go to Alabama in a couple of weeks, so we'll see how well, we They feels. go to Alabama next week. And yeah. just, just, just to kind of piggyback, I love Louisiana Tech. Right. I, I think Skip, you make fun of Skip. Skip's done a good job in yeah, Ruston. He's I done know. a good job. No, don't, don't begrudgingly accept it. He's done a good he job. Has. You have to I be know. able to. I, I What's your deal with Skip? Does he owe you money? I know. No, What's I the deal? Like, I, I do not like the way he handled the Jim Levitt situation with BJ. Daniels. I, I don't like the way he did. It. He ruined that kid's career. And and you got to have a me, short memory in this ran, business. I know he got a second. And life. what? And, and explain the to the viewers. So what happened? Well, B.J. Daniels was one of the most athletic quarterbacks in college football. Led the uh, victory over Florida State, seventeen to seven. They had a wide open offense, much like you see in college football with mobile quarterbacks. And Skip Holtz got there and had to run each and every down and yeah. took that team and ran it right into the ground and then bolted. But it doesn't make it a bad guy. No, no. See, but he, he doesn't like the rich. He doesn't like the offense. I, I, have, I have a short memory. To me, you know. No, like, let's not forget, Jim every week I did like the physically page. assault kids in the room. Right. So right. did Mike Leach, supposedly. I mean, there were a lot of, uh, you know, rumblings with that, you know, in the whole situation. I don't, I never, I don't know about that. I, I, With Craig James's kid and yeah. the, the, the shed and all that, I don't I know. Agree. I mean, I, I don't know the inside information. Quite that, interesting. That I thought Craig James was a good analyst. He was very good. But you notice he's just he's persona been, he's got a lot of money though. He's been he's, blackballed. He's, he's got, persona non grata. He's now. got a lot of money yeah. though. He's very he was very political. He was involved in the political race. I think he actually uh, threw his hat in for yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Senate that, race that in didn't Texas. Help him. Yeah, that didn't help so, him get on TV you know, for. And then when you're recruiting. Plus, he sues everybody all the time. Mm. Oh. Yeah, yeah, sue MSU, to get him suing ESPN. I'm not, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they asked him, I think, when uh, not when Sonny Dykes like got there. He was there, just such a staple on TV. Him. Remember the other guy, college football, was such a staple on for analysts, Trev Albert. Yes. Yes. Trev Albert. Also he was had, a guy that was just, he was on, like, yeah. he was like the Herb Street before Herbie, right? That's a great like, point. Trev Albert was on. If it was a big network or whatever. He, he had a gig. He was the yeah. f- one of the faces of college football. Yeah. He was inducted to the whole thing. Disappeared. I interviewed him a couple of years ago. Nice guy. But Why is he out of the business now? Because he had uh, an issue, Trev Alberts, where he went out and said something on air that wasn't, you know, maybe with the perception of of the network. And yeah, but I believe now he's actually the AD. Yeah, he's at a- uh, Nebraska Omaha. Yeah, okay. so he's back in football. Travis Etienne has already scored a touchdown. What, what will be possibly one of his five today against Travis that Louisville Etienne, defense? Etienne, yes. So we'll see. It continues the run support of Louisville. Yeah, is as, is as good as it's been all yes. season. 11-61 right up to the par. last three games. I like Washington State, by the way. Just to quickly circle back. I like, yeah, this is a revenge game for them, too. Yeah, and Cal offensively just so de- – listen, Justin Wilcox – out in Strawberry Canyon's done a remarkable job with that defense. No name defense. Yes. Evan Weaver, a linebacker who's playing exceptionally I love that Death well. Death Valley and all these great intimidating places. You Strawberry know, Canyon. <laughs> Only in California will you have something as. It'll be a tough game up there. We're going up there to Strawberry, Strawberry Canyon. <laughs> well, the Blues. Strawberry is not Canyon. Easy to play. Strawberry Canyon, I, I think, is where. Uh, 
where they used to have like 1960s music festivals. Well, yes, I I wouldn't know, but I think Woodstock was yeah, held yeah, in yeah, Strawberry Joe, Joe would know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, absolutely. I'm not talking not. football. I lost that's Joe. It. You lost yeah. me. That's it. Uh, a lot of, of free-thinking oh, ideas yes. up in that yeah, area, too Joe. free-thinking for me. That's Hate it. Ashbury, yeah, no? free-thinking, yeah. I'll say this about this game, though, quickly. There's a lot of girls, betting, though. A lot of girls. Yeah, well, then I'm there. <laughs> betting perspective in this game, a few years ago when Jared Goff was there at Cal, this game was like 68-62. to 62. Came down, they had two kickoff returns of 100 yards or more, I believe Washington State did, to get that victory. There's crazy games played between these two. Seven nothing Badgers. Excuse me. Just right. want to get that out there. He's happy. Badgers. Seven nothing Wisconsin. Did you get it in? Yes, you did. Okay. He's excited. Right. I know people. I know people everywhere. Right. Right. He's, so got, he's got. He's got well connected. He's so well I'm connected. taking Washington State. I think they win and cover this. Yeah, number. not enough offense from Cal. They they just been so disappointing offensively. They're challenged. And listen, the defense has been outstanding, but. Not enough to stop Minshew and James Williams and those attacked. receivers. They're giving up around 178 passing yards per game, but they haven't faced a passing offense like Washington right. State that's going to attack them. And, and Minshew averaging close to 400 passing yards per game heading into this I would matchup. lay those points. It's a it's 7 a, o'clock game or a 10? It is a 10.45. It's a late night matchup special. later tonight. So we'll turn our attention to the other Pac-12 game. Utah on the road against Arizona State. It's a 4 o'clock kick. Arizona State picked up this victory 30-10 to last year. They have won three of the last five over the Utes by eight points per game. I really like Herm Edwards and the crew here. They showed me something on the road in the Coliseum. But more importantly, forget the offense with Harry and Wilkins. Defensively, I think they have the type of athleticism to contain Tyler Huntley in this matchup. It's an interesting game, Joe, because uh, Utah is beginning to steamroll. As other Pac-12 teams outside of Pullman have struggled, right? USC struggled. Oregon struggled. Washington struggled. Utah quietly has steamrolled opponents in the last four games, covering all four. The defense is number seven in the country. So we know defensively, Kyle Whittingham teams always stout, always physical. But offensively, Zach Moss, Tyler Huntley, a little bit. I don't love the receivers out in Salt Lake City, right. but now they have balance offense and defense. They are a legitimate contender to not only win the Pac-12 South, but win the whole damn thing, win yeah. a Pac-12 championship. Having said that, Arizona State plays everybody close. Six of the last seven games this year decided by seven or fewer. I think this is a close game as well. I would be inclined to take the points. Yeah, like I'm you. surprised to see the number as high as it is as well. It is. It's seven. It's high. And we're eight and a half now. Eight and a half. Wow. I, I can't be like eight and a half with Utah. I would jump all over that. I just think people are. And let's looking be real, at Utah. too, guys. Utah's the best chance to to challenge. You know, well, they're going to they could be playing in a Pac-12. It could be right now. It's a Utah Washington State Pac-12 that's what championship looking at. game. That's what they're looking at. And if you're the Pac-12, you want Utah. Utah you know, might survive you, this. They're not. See. They're not smoking ASU. No. no. And I think not a lot of road. people owe Herm Edwards not an apology. I mean, he's four and four, but. I'm sorry. From, from the laughing stock of ha, ah, ha, 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 he doesn't know what the hell's going on. And I remember even here when I picked him against D'Antonio and Michigan he State. Oh, no. He, the four losses, they're in every game. They lose every game by seven points or less. They're in every game. Yeah. I don't think this will be any now. different. I'm, I'm, I'm adding this to my ticket. I like Arizona State yeah, plus eight. Arizona State. I'll take a points with this. Gabe Morenci calling the Here, audible. Here's the thing. Initial audible. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Offensively, the way you have to beat Utah is you you have to attack their secondary. They're giving up 245 per game. Harry Benjamin in the short to intermediate passing game, and I look at Danny Gonzalez as having an advantage here. He likes to blitz. This is a defense that does have 21 total sacks in, heading into this matchup. Tyler Huntley's a mobile quarterback. He'll want to break contain, but I don't think they can do it. I like the athleticism, speed to run, sideline to sideline. I think they force turnovers at home, and they're only allowing 32% on third down conversions. That's When you look at Utah only converting around 38% of the time, that's another matchup in the heat of the desert. Give me, give me Arizona State. I think uh, Joe, I agree with you. I, I know it's one of your best bets. It I think is. it's I think it's a wise best bet if you can get more than seven, even better on the road. They have the athlete. Have, have folks been watching Nikhil Harry? I mean, he's he's a potential first round draft choice next year. Manny Wilkins, solid quarterback. Eno Benjamin. We didn't know yeah. who the compliment was going to be on the ground. Benjamin has stepped up defensively. They attack. They'll give up some big plays, but they'll create pressure off the edge. They've always had good athletes in Tempe. No different this year. Year. And Herm has quietly done a good job. Listen, 
That's a program that would benefit by having an additional 15 practices in a bowl game. They desperately want yeah. to get the six wins. And you know what? It's interesting for building for the future, actually, from I think a lot of people might have thought they might be a four-win team all year. Herms uh, I was one of them. Out, rides back off into the sunset. I said like five and seven. I was there. Yeah, but so them. right now, let's say they finish, you know, seven and five, or they win a couple more games. The recruiting will only go up. We'll say, oh, you know, that's the guy from ESPN on TV. And they, they were pretty good last year, actually. And they can win. Yeah. Because that's yeah, that, a couple that's of players away. And this, these weren't Herm's kids either. And oh, by the way, Arizona's been a little down this yes. year. So so Herm now might have a slight edge in terms Over of someone. recruiting against Kevin Sumlin. Yeah. Very, very good. Yeah. Because it's Arizona long, isn't what point. we expected they would be with Khalil Tate. It's been a long time since Jake, uh, Jake Plummer and. Uh, but let's start. And Poole. Yeah, but I was going to say, you know, with they that, were better with that under Rose Todd Grant. Yeah. Todd Graham did a good job last he year. Did. Yeah. You know, it's strange. Like, you had an eight-win team. He beat Arizona. It was one of these weird deals where they just had their mind made up. We're firing this guy no matter what. I and, think it was a personality conflict. Yeah. Not now he's Todd Graham is not one of the most likable coaches no, in you college know what? football. I was one of these guys that ripped the crap out of Todd Graham. After the pit fiasco, to me, it was just sort of what's everything is wrong with college football. Whatever, dude. He's not the worst guy in the world. He would get and you know what? The kids stuff. actually seem to like him. Like the, 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 the Arizona State. Taylor Kelly, he got quarterbacks. That's the one Arizona thing. Taylor Kelly had a lot of he big games in the desert. Kids, that's yeah. what I'm saying. The kids liked him. Like, you know, it wasn't legitimately like, oh, we hate this guy. We're glad he's right. fired. I think they were sort of indifferent to his personality, but they're like, I don't know, man. We're pretty good. We're eight and four. Like, why are we firing this guy? Todd Graham he recruited hasn't landed pretty well. anywhere, has he? I, I think he might. He said he got Wilkins in. He recruited pretty well there. He did. He did well. I mean, he, he beat got, Arizona. He got, 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 got Nikhil Harry when everyone in the country was looking for Nikhil Harry. And he was a defensive-minded head coach. He had, we yes. said he had Tulsa ties, and then when he went to Pittsburgh, wasn't the right fit for his type of personality. Yeah. Well, maybe he should have taken a job then, right? Yeah. Uh, should have known. I, should have had the foresight yeah. to know. Yeah. yeah. So you know, we'll Arizona State, though, they're one of these programs. They fire coaches. Like, what do you guys expect? Yeah. Like, do you think you're supposed to be a 10-2 and two we'll, team every year? We'll, we'll talk about that when we come back. Keep it where it is. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Got college football today right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio and Television Network. Joe Lisi, Rich Sermonello, and Gabe Morenci breaking down all the top 25 battles. Another and battle, more. And more. The one that we talked about in great depth was NC State and Florida State. I said Florida State's dead to me. I'm not taking this game in any capacity, but I would lay the wood here with NC State and Ryan Finley off the disappointing road loss to Syracuse last week. This game bothered me because I knew what line I was looking for. I needed this to be around five, which I thought it would be. Five, five and a half. Six not after maybe last week though. That I, I don't. But think listen, it, NC State has not played well yeah. either, right? They, NC State NC just State, though, would have took it on the chin yeah. against Syracuse as well. I mean, let's not overhype Syracuse. So I thought this would be under a touchdown, and I would be, hey, NC State's ready to take it. Historically, five of the last six they've covered against Florida State. At nine, though, I'm just going to stay away from it. Gun to my head, I'll take Florida State in the points, but. NC State's a better football team right Got now. Got some updated scores for you guys right now. 7-0 Oak State. Uh, they're halfway through the first quarter of play. A&M up 3-0 on Auburn. Five minutes and 53 seconds remaining in the first quarter of play. The Cyclones, 7-0 seven, uh, seven uh, right now on Kansas. Uh, six minutes into the first quarter. We talked about that South Carolina Gamecock game, guys. Cocks are off and running 14-3 early. Wow. 14-3 uh, early. Cocks are off and running is the name of uh, Joe's second book, by the way. There you go. Cocks are off and running. Yep. Evo Samuel with a big day in um, Rico Dowdle. And you know what I talked about? Actually, I, I could not have come back for that, but I remember it's a family program, Rich, so I was like, I'll move on. Uh, I just teed it up, and I wanted to Air see where Force you guys would go with Army. it. We talked about military academies going to the under all the time, 24 and 6, last 30 with a couple of pushes in there. I got turned off because it was 41 and a half or so, 42, just too low, but scoreless right now. Three minutes left in the first quarter. 
scoreless right there. 7 nothing Wisconsin still. 7 nothing Wake Forest on the Cuse. And the Clemson Tigers ain't mm. playing, man. 14 nothing. six minutes into this game over Louisville. We Louisville all, really are a train wreck. We all liked Wake in the points. Yeah, Wake is down, up 7 nothing. Yeah. Kate Carney had a big run. Getting Sam five. Hartman playing well. But that game uh, that game is going to be... Uh, it'll be, yeah. No, it'll be attractive. Yeah. Hey, I'm not even going to say it, but Ohio State lose this game today. Urban Meyer... Steps just down after the game. <laughs> I'm, not, not, I'm not saying that as some sort of TV bit. If they lose, he, he will step down. That cyst yes. is going to grow. If they, lose, if they lose this game, I, I, don't, I don't know. If they that. lose to Nebraska, he will quit on Monday. I, really? That cyst will double in size <laughs> if he loses that game. Oh, yeah, you got to find out. He, he donated a kidney, too. And I was Mark Lawrence had that on his website. Uh, the cyst will double <laughs> in size. <laughs> yeah, I, I read it. I read it. I read the it on Mark Lawrence's website. Part of the database? Yes. The cyst will double in size. He must have sent it to you because I didn't You know Mark Lawrence. This is what everybody in Vegas is know. You know Mark Lawrence has a database. Coaches who announce uh, sicknesses are four and one against the spread, uh, you know, in in the week. <laughs> but I, I think that's in the premium package, though. Yeah, you have the yeah. premium. You're right. I mean, the thing with Vegas too is that they get on one game. I mean, I know everybody's on the Florida game. Everybody's on the Florida Missouri game. They love it. They're no, on there's not a bit line movement in that. No, no, it has nothing to do with line movement. It's everybody's. What do you mean bet- that? What do you mean every? No, you're it's the opposite. Who no. cares what everybody online that doesn't bet Joe uh, says? The, I'm so, not talking about everybody online. I'm not talking about New York. Post writers that like Florida. I'm talking about guys that you know put out picks. That yeah, love but there are Florida. nobodies. The people are actually betting. They haven't moved the number. Okay. Well, I hear what you're saying. saying. People in the media, you know, people in the media scene are all. No one likes Missouri. It's true. I haven't seen one person say they like Missouri. But okay. the number six points, Joe. Right. It's not like people are running the window. Duffel bag boys not going up with two hundred thousand dollars, saying boy. I got a bet on Duffel Florida. Duffel bag boy robbed five banks this week and he's laying two twenty. I don't know who. Duffel bag boy, is. he's always on army. Like the guys, uh, supposedly, he's, and against Rutgers, he's made about two million dollars this year. Huh? He had I don't a bad. See how that could be though? Because had, no, it's been documented. Week, yeah, but the first week he lost. It's one week. Yeah, but then he what lost mean, last week. Joe, they weren't at 10 weeks. I know, but he lost last week, Dude, too. He, yeah, he lost. He lost about 350K last right, week. Right, So No, no, it's... Did he, where did Paul, he... Paulie Howard went through every bet, pretty much. Right. He, Paulie Howard estimated about $2 million. $2 million? Johnny Iavo, who is the odds maker, said, yeah, he's beaten us. Three years, He said, right? we're, we're going to get him. He yeah. said, he's going to slip. We're going to get him. You don't even know if he's hedging anything on the side. You don't know if he's doing no, something. No, no, that's what scamby cappers do. He's just a better... I mean, I'm not making so it up. I'm not making it out to be the best. Listen, oh. just because you have money doesn't mean you. You know, I remember once I was at the Area, which is a fancy casino in City Center in Vegas. Guy walked up to the, it was bowl season. Walked up to the Area window. is nice, by the way. Yeah, he bet forty thousand dollars on uh, the the Texas Longhorns. Everybody in the book started. You know, they moved the number. Everybody in the book started buzzing. Ooh, who's that guy? He bet forty thousand. Went up to the window and I said uh, to the guy who took the bet. I said, uh, sharp guy, forty thousand bet. He goes, nah, he's just a tourist from Texas. <laughs> right? Just a tourist from Texas. Yeah. You know, so you're right. Just because, Duff, for all we know, Duffel Bag Boy inherited $28 million <laughs> and is just pulling this stuff out and having fun with people, right? Yeah, could be. But he does know what he's doing. Like, he's not. But he bet, he bet up that Michigan State-Purdue line, which is. He got uh, burnt hard by he Purdue. he bet it up a half. He, t- he bought the half at a pick'em. So that, I mean, he probably did that so they thought that he didn't know what he was doing. I mean, you know, no, they do. know. Who knows, Joe? What, you know, guys, you know. I don't believe anybody when it comes to that, in terms of that. So you could tell me 90 million people bet, you know, a specific game. If I like the other side, I'm going the other way. It, it just doesn't matter. You know, nothing no. in, in terms of knowing inside information or whatever, that's great. Listen, Duffel Bag's biggest on. issue, it won't be picking games. Duffel Bag's boy's biggest issue is going to be. Everyone knows he's walking around with a duffel bag full of money. True. Like he's going to get jacked he's one of these nights clipped. soon. Yeah, soon. Like, I'm amazed. You know there's people just online thinking, all right, duffel bag boy, where are you at? You know, where, where, where are you I at? I would switch it up. I'd bring a suitcase out every now and again, a briefcase. I don't, I don't, I don't, Become briefcase, boy. The last thing you do, with the, uh, you think the last thing I'm going to do is walk out of a sports book in Vegas with a big duffel bag? Come on. Well, I was at the, the FanDuel sports book, and some guy that had security walking him out. So he had security walking him out, and he had a big yellow sort of business envelope. You know, manila envelopes. You could tell stacks, big thick stacks of money. He's carrying the bag, dangling. He's got security walking him out. And I'm thinking, dude, like, why don't you just, like, you know, carry a big sign that says, I just want a lot of money. 
You know, what do you want security walking you out for? I saw the guy get into his car, security. I was just thinking, here's your cell phone. Yeah, yeah, he just left in a black Mercedes. Dumb, he's got about $80,000 on him. Like, I win. I'd be like, get away from me, security. I don't want any of your security. You don't walk out with the bag. You put the bag in your thing. You act like you're a bum. You know what I mean? I'd be asking people for money on the way out. Hey, you got three bucks for the busts. Meanwhile, I have $180,000 in my jacket. That's why you have a great poker face. I do. Yep. Well, well speaking people, of poker. People that are rich don't need to announce it. I completely it. agree with you. We could do a whole Understated. show on that. Understated. Yeah, and the sports book's a great example of this. We'll get back to the picture. It's a great example of the sports book, though. There's all kinds of guys, man. You look at them, you think, man, this guy, how does he even afford to get here? Turns out they're, they're, they're people. You know, there's a lot of heavies there and stuff, and they got their hats on, they're dressing down. They don't want to be known. You walk in looking like Joe Lisi, everyone looks at you. Hey, who's the Italian it's guy in the suit? It's, it's one thing you to go be in clean, there with though, stains on your shower. Shirt. Yeah, taking a shower and, and being clean are one thing, and then dressing down is another. One of I the mean, great gifts know. in life, one of the biggest Take assets you could have is to be underestimated. I have always said that. Being underestimated is one of the standards. Big- Conor, Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather, I remember it was at the press conference, Conor was talking smack, and Conor had this suit on. And Floyd Mayweather was wearing like a T-shirt and track pants. He said, look at you. You look like a drug dealer on the corner. He goes, look at my suit. <laughs> and, and Floyd Floyd said, I don't need to wear it to prove I'm rich. I know yeah. I'm rich. <laughs> like he exactly. Said, it, was a great, it was a great comeback. Uh, great comeback there. 14 nothing Iowa State. Good thing I didn't jump on Kansas. Good. All right. So then uh, let's turn our 7 nothing Army. All right. Uh, Washington, Stanford. Was- uh, Washington's lost four of the last five to the Cardinal by 8.7 points per game and got blown out last year in Palo Alto, trailed much of the way and lost 30-22. to 22. Now Stanford comes back on the road in Seattle. Both teams coming off a loss. Washington lost to Cal 12-10. Washington State knocked off Stanford 41-38. I'm not sold on Stanford. I think they're one of the most overrated teams in college football this year. They should have four losses. That gift in Eugene... I like Washington to bounce back. Their defense is much better, and I think Stanford's still one-dimensional. I like the Huskies to dominate and cover this number easy later I can't tonight. figure either of these teams I out. Know. I really can't. I mean, both of these teams have been so inconsistent. Now Washington, who I yeah. thought was the best team in the Pac-12, not the case. I mean, that loss against Cal was inexcusable. Jake Browning gets benched. He'll start, but Browning... His ego must be bruised at this point. Better defense on the Washington side. I think the Huskies win. I'm just not a big fan of either team. If I have to, I'm taking the points. Maybe just enough pride for Stanford at this point to keep it close. But I don't love Washington, and I don't love Stanford. Yeah, I love Washington here. I really do. I think the one matchup that I look at, Stanford's one-dimensional. They can't run with or without Bryce Love. They're averaging 95 yards per game. It's all K.J. Costello on that offense. That's the strength of Washington's defense, only giving up 178 passing yards per game. Going on the road, I'm just not sold. I'm just not sold on Stanford. I don't think anybody is, Joe. I don't think anybody's overrating Stanford anymore. I'm not sold on Washington either, but I think you're getting them a little cheaper than, like we said before, every spread. This is 10 and a half, though. I know. I know. I just think. Miles Gaskin didn't play last week. It's fitting that marijuana is legal there because that's what they've been doing, burning things. Mm. They're 2-7 and against the spread. You might as well take your money. Four straight straight against spread losses. Even when Washington were good, they were always sort of overvalued. Remember, guys, people, including myself, I'll admit, I thought they were a playoff contender coming into this year. I literally thought they were the best team in the Pac-12 and they can get to the playoffs. I wouldn't be laying 10 points here. Stanford, this isn't a good Stanford team either, uh, but... Washington have shown us nothing. What is, like 10 what is and listen, I yeah. don't love Stanford right. at all, and I don't love them tonight. Right. I would take them, but what has Washington shown us to warrant giving 10 nothing. points to a program of Stanford I that does a, have some players? Yeah. I mean, they do have KJ Costello, they have JJ on the outside. Yeah, Washington the are ends. underachieving. Stanford yes. is sort of talent challenge. Yes. It's not like Stanford are bums, and it's like, ah, oh, you know, it's, and like but, you said, Browning. I remember seeing Browning in an interviewer this year, and he said, I consider myself the best quarterback in college. Like, oh. they actually thought we are playoff contenders. Did he mean contenders. his college of Washington? Because then mean- I, he might have an argument, but if he meant all of college, I mean, that's kind of a... not the best quarterback in the state right he's now under, with our boy uh, Minshew, right? That's not even close. He's I'm under- sure there's an Eastern Washington quarterback that's better than Jake Browning right now with EWU's uh, history, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, the one thing about Washington, inconsistent. I mean, they can't move the sticks. If they run the football, they have an opportunity to score points. That's been the concern. I mean, Miles Gaskin has been hurt. 
He's back for this game, I believe. It doesn't matter. I think it's a rivalry game. I like Washington at home, better defense. And again, I'm just not sold on Stanford. Plus, they were 0-5 last year on the road or on a neutral field site. This year, 2-1. And and that one of those victories was the Oregon game that was on the road. It does count, though. I mean, they did come back and win it. They found a way to win it. I know. I know. Oregon gave them that game in in that matchup. So we'll see how it plays out. Quick update, Louisville did score 14-3 now on Clemson. Wow. Uh, Ohio State got a safety, 7-2. Touchdown Auburn and Wake Forest with the ball in Syracuse territory. So Wake, Wake, and this is a gutty win for Wake if they can knock off Syracuse. And again, just to kind of divert real quickly, Dave Clawson is a coveted coach. I don't know how high he goes, but he knows that Wake Forest and ACC, it's not a great ACC job. Let me Uh, ask you this uh, about Clawson because that's a great point. We've said like, you know, Illinois. Right? Clawson went to Bowling Green, played in the MAC. Mm-hmm. That's that recruiting hotbed. Sure. Midwest. I think he would be a perfect fit for Illinois should they get rid of Lovey Smith. I think for Illinois, that would be trading up. For Clawson, I think it would be trading down. If I'm Dave Clawson, I would be more patient. I just don't think you could win enough football games at Illinois. I, I just think that is a program. It's one of the worst programs in the Big Ten right it now. Is. But it's Big Ten money. Uh, yeah, I mean, are you going to coach? I mean, Jim it's, Grove it, no, got, it, that, got Wake Forest to where they are. Joe, you know? that's a good connect the dots because he does know that recruiting territory. If I'm Clawson's agent, I'm saying, you know, be a little patient. You think he's been one more year. like a Brom? I'm not saying yes. Purdue per se, but a I'm Purdue saying, type job that to me is more in so, line with so, what he could do. So if Purdue, let's say, goes, yeah, uh, that's a great point. If Brom jumps, like we think, Petrino's out. I can tell you this: I know a lot of people in Louisville that have. Former coaches, I know a lot of people in the area, they do not like him. They want him out. So if they throw a ton of money at Jeff Brom, whether he wins this year or not, doesn't matter. He's homegrown, and he takes the job. Do you go for a Clawson at Purdue? Because the one thing that he's done at Wake Forest, he's coached the interior up. When he got there, one of the worst offensive defensive lines there in his tenure when he took over. He's coached that up. John Wolford was one of the most sacked quarterbacks in college football over the last three years prior to the last year's success. So he's doing a fantastic job, and that's what Illinois needs. That's what Purdue needs in in terms of moving forward. Can he be the guy? I love that connect the dots. If it's Brom to Louisville to replace Petrino, if that happens, Purdue getting a Dave Clawson is a great fit. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he's a good coach. Is it a step up? That's the whole thing. Yes. I, um, I guess because it's his. That's... I, think, I think Wake has such a hard ceiling in the ACC. Very tough. I, I think it's, it's a it's hard like a ceiling. It's like a Vanderbilt. I, I think yeah, Purdue see, is... not, they, they are. That's a good comparison. I, I confuse the two of them all the time. Yeah. You look at them. Same colors. No, no, they are. Like, like I don't confuse the two of them. I love them. I, I don't confuse the two of them, but they're one and the same. Yeah, it's like Vandy and Wake. Although I think, you know, I always look Vandy's better than Wake. Yeah, I mean, Derek Mason, though, not doing what James Franklin They're did They're good there. schools, though, right? I know Vanderbilt, like, academically is very, very good. Very good, yeah. very good Wake academics. Forest as well, right, academically? Yeah. above average academics. Yeah. yeah, so we'll see. I mean, it, it'll be intriguing. I mean, like, now- who's Wake Forest's most famous alums? Like, their basketball. Jock Tim Ma. Duncan? The guys that... Billy Packer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Riley Skinner from the quarterbacks of Wake Forest. I think basketball. Basketball, they've had some... Yeah, uh, Billy Packer, Tim Duncan, uh, Chris Paul. Chris yeah, Paul. yeah, Chris Paul. Chris Paul. But football is like, is, who's in the NFL? Like Wake Forest. Well, Riley Skinner was a quarterback there. Who else? Uh, Where did Skinner play? In the nah, he he was a practice squad guy. I remember just, Riley Skinner though. Like, yeah. Josh Harris, skinny was a, kid, right? Skinner. Yeah, yeah, Josh yeah. Harris was a running back. The guys at ABC Sports love. That was one of my favorite players. The guy had arms like Michael Pittman back in the day. <laughs> for, for Tampa Bay. He had arms like legs. <laughs> but uh, Josh Harris was one of the. Uh, you know, yeah, Wake um, doesn't have a great tradition when it comes to football. I think Jim Grove. Ten nothing Wisconsin. I don't like settling for field goals, but touchdown whatever. Ohio State nine seven. They they starting to get it rolling against. I'm curious to see the mindset of Nebraska too in this matchup after the show is over. I want to see if the kids are buying in. I want to see exactly what I see. I didn't get a chance. I'm so excited for Scott Frost. Game. Scott Frost and Lincoln Lincoln. I think is going to be a love affair. I I really do. I think ten years from now we're going to be looking at that situation and saying. This is the way you hire a coach. This is a perfect situation. I've said it before. I, I think Nebraska is going to become Wisconsin of the Big Ten West. Yeah. What about BC uh, Vatek? We didn't touch on that game. I like too much. Boston College. I in know this you game. do. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a little. I don't. I'm. You'd stay you know, away. 
I'd stay away if I if you say make a pick. I would take the I would take Vatek just to bounce back in a way after that. Um, oh, that was horrible against Georgia Tech. The only reason why I don't put as much weight into that game, they've lost to Georgia Tech three straight years now. So uh, traditionally triple option back to back home games by more than three touchdowns yeah, they know. lost by. This is a very different Virginia Tech team, and I think BC is going to start to roll now that AJ Dillon is yeah, healthy. We'll see. We'll pick it up with about twenty minutes left. Give you our best bets. Or 3.30, 8 o'clock. Keep it where it is. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Back on college football today, it's best bet time. I'm going to go through mine right away. 12 o'clock's already underway. Auburn, Baylor. I also like Washington laying the wood tonight. I think Washington dominates uh, Stanford in this matchup. I think physicality is a difference. Washington does pick up. 17-point win over the Cardinal. Arizona State, give me the points. They won this matchup 30-10 to last year in Salt Lake. I think Harry breaks out. Manny Wilkins breaks out. And I think, do feel that Herm Edwards and the crew do get a 7-point win. Texas at home needing this victory after the loss in Stillwater. I think they step up, get a 10-13-point to point win over Will Greer. And the crew, Missouri with the points. They're not going to need them. Outright win in the swamp. I think it's high scoring. And Drew Locke does have the opportunity to throw for more passing touchdowns than uh, Peyton Manning. And then the late game tonight, LSU with the 14 and a half. Also on the money line. They shocked the world. Upset in Baton Rouge. Death Valley. LSU gets it done later tonight. Yeah, I mean, that, that ought to be just... Amazing theater if you're a college football fan, or even if you're not. I would say tune into the Alabama LSU game. I think I think LSU is going to play well enough to be in that game. I like them as well. Not a best bet. Uh, my early best bet: Ohio State. I think up by two, laying 17 over Nebraska. I think they rebound after the Purdue loss two weeks ago. I'm with Joe. I like Texas. I do not see them losing back to back. Been a very good home team. Hopefully, uh, Matthew McConaughey is there to. Uh, Cheer on my picks today. I like uh, Texas over West Virginia. Florida, minus six. I'm just not a big Drew Locke fan. When he goes up against uh, good defenses, any SEC defense, he he looks mortal. I think that happens against Florida. Uh, Louisiana Tech, I'm inviting tweets from Joe. I'm inviting Nikki Fitz <laughs> tweets, I'm sure, from, from Joe Lisi. I like Louisiana Tech getting 24. It's a perfect spot. Uh, I, I mean, Mississippi State, big win last week against Texas A&M. Alabama next week. Now they have to host a, a Conference USA team, which has proven in the past that they can they can at least cover in these games. They did it against LSU earlier this year. I really like uh, Louisiana Tech getting 24. I'm taking Iowa over Purdue. I think they beat Purdue. I think they're the better football team getting points at home. Give me Oregon minus 10. Chip Kelly returns to Eugene. I'm going to take Oregon. Justin Herbert is healthy. Dylan Mitchell, the wide receiver, both out of concussion protocol. I like Oregon laying 10. And finally, Boston College. Uh, Boston College is going to be a sneaky good team down the stretch now that A.J. Dillon is healthy. They're running back. Defense leads the ACC in sacks and interceptions. Watch out for the Eagles laying two against a Virginia Tech team that I think is fading at this point. Yeah, we'll see how that game plays out. Gabe? Well, we've already given you uh, the Wisconsin Badgers 10-0 right now. Hopefully uh, they can just shut down. And, uh, and roll. We ended up uh, laying 28 uh, and a half, 29 points in that football game before kickoff. 
Kentucky and uh, Georgia. Stylistically, if uh, Kentucky fall behind by double-digit points, they could be in trouble. Yet we've been hearing this every week uh, all year long, and all Kentucky have done is shown up and uh, hung around in these big football games. You know, they were getting 10 points, guys. You want to talk about bad numbers? It was only uh, it was about a month ago that Mississippi State were 10-point favorites going into Kentucky. How'd that work out? Give me the Kentucky Wildcats plus the points. This isn't last year's Georgia team. They're not the same Georgia Bulldog team as last year. It's a tough one, but Kentucky has been too good for us not to go back to the well. Missouri are a pop gun offense. You know, good for them. They beat up on Memphis, whoever, oh, at home. They don't fare well on the road. The Florida Gators have an elite defense. The Swamp is an incredibly tough place to play. I got a better coach, a better defense. I got home field, and I got a short number. To me, this number should be about nine and a half uh, points or so. I mean, I'm in a little bit higher. So speaking of higher, the Oregon Ducks and UCLA Bruins. You know, UCLA... UCLA started to cover some numbers, and, you know, they started to show a little bit of a fight, but now they got Wilton Spate back at their, at, as their quarterback, and as a Michigan Wolverine fan, I can tell you, the kid's limited, all right? He's not a good fit. He's not a good fit for this UCLA uh, offense, and, you know, what do you think? They're gonna, it's going to be like they're going to give him bouquets when Chip Kelly goes back here? Eugene, no. They're going to run the score up. I think uh, I think Oregon just kicked the crap out of them here uh, tonight. Louisiana Tech uh, getting the twenty three and a half. Twenty three and a half's come down a little bit. Mississippi State have been one of the more overrated teams all year long uh, this year, at least um, ATS wise or point spread wise. I don't understand this number. I really don't. You got a Louisiana Tech team that's six and two that's been covering numbers on a nightly basis essentially. And Law Tech always fare well on the road against these SEC teams. As we saw, they covered the number against LSU. So you're telling me Mississippi State, like, put this in context, guys. Mississippi State are bigger favorites against Louisiana Tech than LSU were. Like, what's going on here? Give me Law Tech. Alabama, LSU. Alabama are going to, you know, they'll win like 44-18, 44-17, 48-21. I think Alabama convincingly wins this football game and reminds people they're maybe the best college team ever. Alabama, LSU, I think the number's too low. Alabama score 54 points a game on their own, guys. Uh, Utah State and Hawaii, the old bailout special for you degenerates. Utah, you know, I, I'd look at Hawaii here plus the points, but I don't want to get in front of Utah State. They're a dangerous team. They're just they're they're scoring forty nine points a game, putting up fifty points on a weekly basis. This game's going to go over uh, the number and a couple of bonus picks. Give me Northwestern plus the points, and give me uh, Texas Tech and Oklahoma to go over the number as well. Yeah, we'll see how those games play out. Seven nothing Oklahoma State second quarter. Wind obviously a factor in that ball game. I still th- like the over in the second half of that matchup. Michigan State up ten nothing. We said can Maryland come up and can they be into this ball game right now at this point? Looks like they came out flat in this ballgame. Army up 7-0, so that's an intriguing aspect. Clemson, 21-3. Yeah, they'll name their number uh, I mean, I'm curious to see if they if they put it on uh, Bobby Petrino. They'll get, some, they'll get some important reps for Chase Bryce, which they're going to need, because if Trevor Lawrence goes out at any point, they're going to have to go back to Bryce, who, who helped bail them out. Uh, Gabe, real quick, you want to take a guess at uh, Louisiana Tech? Last six road games, their, their, their uh, record against the spread, last six. Five and one ATS. Uh, no, six and oh. Six and oh. Uh. Does that help you even more uh, yeah, with well, Louisiana I know. Tech? They're, 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 this is a consistent spot that they've been able to cash yeah. in. Yeah. yeah, too many points. I mean, as I said, put in the comparison. Like, look ahead, too. With are we look ahead would be a factor, yeah. With injuries, that's the key. Is there something that we don't know? It that is, they know? Other than a quarterback, Jamar Smith, is there a yes. seminal player? Now, Jalen Ferguson is one of the top defensive ends in the country. He's healthy, the Louisiana Tech defense. But is there one player? It's not like they have... You know, that, no, it's, it's, not, it's not like North Texas with Why Mason Why would Mississippi Fine. State be favored by four more points than, I, than LSU are? I, I just think that they look at it in, in the sense of Miss State at this point, they're just pounding teams at home. Right. I mean, that's re- really what it comes down to. I mean, they're pounding teams at home. They play much better at home than they do on the road. So, and, and when you have a defense so they're, with you're, sweat, you're, they're you have a defense. They're better than LSU? I think... For, Let's let's back then. Mind. Back then, I think LSU didn't have the reputation that yeah. they do today because that they, was September. That Georgia so maybe LSU, Mississippi State also had that reputation yeah, when, when they laid ten they, on the road did, at Kentucky. How'd that work when out? When did LSU? You see, I always look at this as two, you can't look at one game in perspective. When did LSU play La Tech? They played them. I know they played them the same week that Texas played TCU, but who did they have the week after? 
I mean, you always have to keep that in mind as well. Who did they play either the week before? Was that like or week, week three? After? LSU, it was like Louisiana. Week three yeah. that they played. It was the week after they got the victory over Auburn. You are so, right, though. I mean, Look, they beat up Texas A&M at home. They have had a nice run, right. 23-9 against Auburn at home. They have played much better. The defense start, has been sensational. And, and, and Sweat coming off the outside against that offensive line for mm-hmm. La Tech. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be the, that's gonna be the issue. You know, that, that all plays into right. why that Which, number's over I, three touchdowns. And I don't yeah. like the game. I would take the points specifically for the look-ahead factor as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you could say uh, we're not looking ahead to Alabama. But they're looking ahead to Alabama. I mean, they're, they're, it's on their minds. I'm always very cautious. I mentioned it with Northwestern, which is maybe a bad example because Notre Dame's in town yeah. and you care about Notre Dame, unbeaten Notre Dame. Right. But I, I think these breaks in the schedule where you're, you know, league game, league game, league game, and then all of a sudden Louisiana Tech comes in. You're I think in that it's a SEC little, mindset. Yes, it's, it's a little hard to maintain that focus and that intensity. Again, when it was Texas A&M last week, huge game, big victory. Great Next point. week it's Alabama. Yeah. That's Louisiana Tech. Yeah. I mean, you're going to bring it for 60 minutes? I don't know. I don't think Louisiana Tech pulls an upset. And, and not but, only that, too, what you have to keep in mind is if they do get up early from an injury perspective, he's going to hold back. He doesn't want Nick Fitzgerald. He does over. have a good backup, though, which concerns me. I, Keaton Thompson, yeah. I know. But what I'm saying is some of those starters on defense, they're going to be rested for right. Alabama. Oh, no if question jump, about it. If they jump up yeah. by 21 points, he's not going to want to risk any of his players getting injured. Why would spe- you? Especially when you have a road game. Why would you? So that factors yeah. into this matchup as In well. Tuscaloosa next week? Yes. Okay. All right. Yes, and keep in mind, this was a game last year, 31-24. Yeah, they I mean, it. that's where Hurts hit Ridley with about a minute left to, to get out of Starkville with a seven-point win. So, you know, they're going to be in that ball game no matter what uh, in Tuscaloosa. Joe, beyond, revenge beyond obviously the headline is going to be whatever happens with Alabama, right. LSU. Beyond that game, what are some of the headlines that you think could d- d- uh, develop by Sunday morning? Monday, before we start looking ahead to Week 11, oftentimes we sort of digest – the week before, what what do you think the main well, storylines will be? I think outside of Bobby Petrino, because I think he'll be a headline. Obviously, he could be fired on Monday. I mean, we uh, could have a major you know, firing well, at this he point. He could be fired. That's a good I mean, point. I, I, I yeah. see that. I think Taggart, if they lose this game to NC State, his name is going to start to be mentioned. And then I think Jim Harbaugh. I mean, if they dominate this game, like we think they're mm-hmm. going to dominate. Really, now we're, it's it's going to be started up now that Michigan's the best team in the Big Ten depending upon what Ohio State sure. does today. But you're going to start hearing that, like, hey, this Michigan team now is, is the Big Ten's best chance to make a college Until playoff. Michigan beat them, though. It's all yeah, – but even mean, Ohio State losing to Purdue was like, yeah, so what? Go beat the you Buckeyes. Still, you still yeah. got to beat them. Yeah. Yeah. Still got to beat them. Unless, like, you know, basically here, like – I almost want, like, Ohio State to lose two more times. So Michigan lose that. Hey, we still win the Big Ten. Right? That's what it's at, what, that's what it's at right now. Take the pressure off. Yeah, you're not the man until you beat the man. Yeah. And Harbaugh's got to yeah. prove he can beat He's Urban Meyer. He's got to take it to them. He's got to beat Urban Meyer. Right. If he knocks them out. But uh, this is a step. You can't overlook Penn State. I don't care what you say. Oh, as no. As bad as Penn State, oh, no. we think, is worn out. Penn State's coming to play tonight. And, and what oh, they have a they have a very talented quarterback. Yes, they have you, they do have talented players on on the front line of that defense. And Miles Sanders is a quality back. So if you overlook Penn State, you'll pay for it. I just don't think Michigan is in that out mindset. Of a bye week, I yeah. don't see it. Clemson defense it. just scored, by the way. So now the defense is getting oh, in the action. So look, any it's one over. of these upsets tonight would be signature statement, defined career defining wins. Cliff Kingsbury, somebody was, that people yeah. are like, you know what, dude. Go coach a high school football team because, you know, you can't coach in college. You can't coach defense in college. For him to beat Oklahoma in a spot like this, national television, a statement defining. Northwestern would be statement program defining moment to beat Notre Dame, especially Notre Dame in in Chicago where every second dude on the street is wearing a Notre Dame hat, right? It's just, it would mean so much. And as far as Michigan, as you talk about, is baby steps. One step at a time for the Michigan Wolverines as they get closer. I think two other games, too. Georgia, Kentucky, that winner. Forgot about uh, that. that. That's, yeah. that's going to be a headline. Whoever wins that ball game because yeah, of Certainly Georgia, if, Kentucky, if Kentucky does, they're the, they're the team City. of the weekend. Yeah. I mean, that, you got to believe that one of these teams takes that, though. It's yeah. sitting right there for them. A Kentucky, a Texas Tech, uh, a Northwestern. One of these teams, there's going to be an upset today. Right. We talked uh, about the first four three. playoff teams and the first four rankings. All, uh, every year, one of the teams has been 13th or worse after. Yeah. Somebody's going to fall. Yeah, it's just a matter of who. It might not be this weekend. It might be next weekend. I, I mean, think it'll be to- one of those three. I think you're talking about three 
pretty good home Texas teams. Texas Tech isn't beating Oklahoma, in my opinion. Getting double digits. I, I think you could Never see know, one of those though, fall. That, you know, I mean, I, I think did, Northwestern could knock off Notre Dame tonight. I think out of all, outside of LSU, I think the team that has the best shot is Texas Tech. I just do because of the style that they play. Mm-hmm. They, they play a tempo where if they get hot early and force Kyler Murray, again, Kyler Murray, granted, best athlete on the football field at the quarterback position, but again, on the road in Lubbock, it's not an easy place to play. They're playing much better defensively under under Gibbs, their defensive coordinator, and Kingsbury needs this game. It's a statement win for him. I mean, so, you know, the other game, too, is West Virginia, Texas, whichever team wins that. I mean, realistically, that would be the contender if, if Oklahoma comes Versus through. Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. So I, yep. I think those are storylines that we have to keep I like yours, Joe. I, I didn't think about it, but I could see uh, Bobby Petrino getting the hook tomorrow. I could see, you know, we've only had, what, one firing so far this year? Yes. We saw Butch Jones get... Pushed out last year around. Did you see time. Butch Jones now trying to get his hat in the ring in Maryland? You, well, did you see him smoking cigars after yes. they, they after blew they, out after t- they smoked Tennessee? <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's I, a, I like. Yeah, that's an interesting angle. We could be talking about tomorrow if we do shows on Monday. Radio shows. We all do a lot of different shows. We could be talking about a coaching change. And, and I like this time of year. I like the coaching carousel myself. It's fun to try to kind of. Fill those openings, you know, kind of who who would be a good fit you in what's... I don't like it. I don't like the I coaching think I, I enjoy it. I like it too, but if you're a program that needs a coach, like a, if you're a, a, a legitimate Power 5 contender, you want to get a jump. You cannot, if your program's reeling in November, why wait? I, mean, I think that's recruiting. why a lot of schools have started to pull the plug We early. saw Fisher last year with FSU. He basically split before the year was even over. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. These Listen, you know, we talk about college football, but generally I think college football coaches are scumbags. You're hypocrites. You're liars. And you preach loyalty, honesty, mostly your adulterers. You, you look the other way. Well, most might be harsh. I'm, I don't a lot of them. And you want to preach loyalty to kids, and you'll go. And i like, well, I don't have a choice. It's a better job, right? Scott Frost, I get it. Scott Frost leaves because, well, it's a better job. So what if the kid, the quarterback, Milton, says, well, I got offered for the job at Clemson. It's a better job. No hard feelings. I love you. I love UCF, but this is a better job. That's not the way it works, right? You know, so there's this little carousel. Like I said, guys, I like to bet on the games and stuff, but I don't have much respect for the men that run it. I'm just being honest with you. I can sit here and pretend, oh, Mr. Coach and stuff. I don't. I don't respect you. Don't, I don't pretend. Respect- I don't like pretending. I like authenticity. Exactly. I don't. I there's like authenticity. Few coaches, yep. Like, I like a guy like Harbaugh. What's Harbaugh's biggest sin? What, he goes, he runs a satellite camp in someone's backyard? There's certain coaches that I do respect. I'm not going to blanket coverage. What, let's say out of the 125 coaches. Maybe 10, I'd 15. say there's about 25. Yeah. Probably stand up. Really. I'm with you. I, I, think, I think the vast majority of coaches are, are blatant hypocrites. Yeah, I've, seen, I've seen it through the eyes of the kids and the families, especially once they've left the university. Yes. That has never sat well with me. And that, that's why I'm a big proponent of rights for student athletes. So if the student athlete wants to transfer, to your point. But the thing is, they can't transfer. What? Are you in jail? This is supposed to be sports. Exactly. Not only that, but oftentimes those same hypocritical coaches will put barriers on what schools that particular player can go. How about the prep prep coach on on tape the other day saying, I'll send your ass back to Haiti? you know, You're going to get that at every level. No, but though. it's more it's and coaching. more. It's not like it's the exception, Joe. Let's look at Big Ten football right now. They killed a kid at Maryland. They rehired the guy. Michigan State were molesting talk, gymnasts. And NCAA not, said nothing was not, going on. But it's not just sports. It's, it's hedge fund managers. It's everybody. No, but we're not talking. We don't, we, I don't host a hedge fund show, Joe. I understand, though. I don't Dave, host a hedge world, fund show. Though, it's, it's everyone. Okay, so You're it's fine then. No, I didn't say it was fine. I don't understand your point. It's hedge, point what does hedge fund world have to do with it? Because I'm talking about college football. Second and third chances. Yeah, but hedge fund world isn't funded by the government. It's public money. Okay. It's private Sometimes. companies. Sometimes. You have state colleges that are covering up crimes. Exactly. I agree with you. But it's it's part of the world. It's not just one niche. Have a great weekend, everyone.